Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. We're here recording on Tuesday the 2nd of February. My name is Drew and as always I'm joined by my good pal Kirks. How are you getting on Kirks? Hello. <laughs> you have to bring that one back. <laughs> you come back to that. It's fair enough. I'm good. Good, good, good. Good stuff. Um, we're here recording again. It's another Tuesday deadline. These pods are a mixture Useless. of... Good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to leave that to last. But uh, they're a mixture of good fun, randomness, kind of carnage and uselessness because we're right in the middle of the deadline again. But it's kind of fun watching a bit of the games beforehand, Joran and... But yeah, yeah. You can always update and how we're getting on, but like it's useless for a lot of people if they're trying to make transfers. But sure. Do people not, listen to us for actual this. advice? I don't know if anybody listens to us. We're a joke pod now, Kirks. People listen to it for entertainment purposes. But uh, yeah, so what can we do? Tuesday's our podcast night and you know, the fact that it falls within a deadline, we just have to improvise and find different Surely, ways of um, making the pod useful. Champions League comes back. Surely they just has to go back to weekends, or do they have Premier League games on the same night as Champions League games? I don't think they can, can they? No, I don't think they. I don't think they can. I don't think they have yeah, the rights so, to do that for like TV and stuff. So a bit of normality will be resumed. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying this though because like we're going to talk about it now. We're kind of branching across three game weeks now. By the end <laughs> of this pod, it's kind of hard to watch you last track. week, this week, and next week. Yeah. But I always say to you, I think we have to mention them all for a bit of continuity instead of going, well, I got this many points now. Let's look ahead to two weeks. And, you know, just doesn't make any sense. What does make sense anymore, though? I don't know. But very, yeah. Very philosophical. Was it? I think it was a, a big hint of resignation in it rather than <laughs> any kind of meaningful uh, input. But yeah, let's jump straight into FPL. Um no zombie talk this week again. Disappointing. But uh, that look you gave me that the week I tried to do two weeks in a row of zombies, it was a real don't do this again, pal. So <laughs> I'm going to just mention the fact we're not allowed to talk Let's about zombies, cameras. but I'm not going to talk about zombies. So what are we? Game week 21. How did you it's, get on? There must, be a... there must be what? How many weeks in a row have you mentioned that? How many weeks in a row have you mentioned zombies? I'm going to do it until game week 38 now, Kirks. Okay, we'll see. I won't mention it. FPL and zombies. Um, game week 21. Things. Please. <laughs> game week 21 was pretty good. Um, it was quite a fun game week for me. You know, it could have been one of those game weeks. I think you sent me that picture of that guy who wildcarded and he got oh, like God. seven points or something. <laughs> and uh, like his, t- his team was, was perfectly fine. Like he had uh, Sterling, Mane, um, whoever like or just lads you'd expect to have a just disaster but um it worked out pretty well for me and actually it would have been better for me even though i own them if sterling had come on for 30 seconds um it would have wiped out all the the vice captain halls off the bench um off the bench and vice captain switches that kind of maybe brought my score down a little bit but um overall it's pretty good so 74 points um I think I nailed the captain with Diaz. Um, I wasn't 100% sold on, on Sterling, just pepping his, up to his tricks. Um, so Captain Diaz got the 16 points off him and thought I was going well until everybody's vice captain, Salah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, 16 points from Diaz, 15 points from Bamford. He nearly didn't start for me. Um, 
but uh, just threw him in there anyway, stuck with it. Um, a holding clean sheet eight, Salah then eight. But one of the ones I, I stuck in there two weeks ago, um, I was going to put in Martinez for Villa and I just, his price has gone up so much and my bank isn't great. So I actually stuck in Sanchez for Brighton. So I had Matt Ryan at the start of the season for, for a season keeper. And then he obviously uh, was dropped and sold. So I said, fuck this, go back to Brighton. And I just stuck in Sanchez. And I think he's kept two clean sheets now. They have three clean sheets on, on the bounce now. So they do. They yeah, definitely so look seven, a lot more solid. Seven, six and eight points. Now, I don't think I had him for the first one, but um, yeah, happy out. 4.4 million starting goalkeeper, playing three at the back, solid um, defensively. So can't really go too far wrong for four and a half, 4.4 even. And um, their fixtures aren't the worst coming up either. They got Burnley, Villa, Palace, West Brom. Um, so happy out. That's worked out well. Definitely um, clean sheets in amongst them. Hopefully another one or two anyway. Um, the other guy up front, Cavani. I've stuck with Cavani, who I still think is United's best number nine. And he's started again tonight. So with Southampton, I got a red card there. So hoping he... Uh, in the long run, stays good. Didn't get any points from me though last week. Um, and then you were going to explain how you jammed yourself into fucking 80 odd points. <laughs> Not yet, but I have a different take on that. Uh, where are you up to rank wise now? Because you must be moving on up. I'm moving on up 2 million now. I've halved my rank. <laughs> well, you're not about 2 million. 4 million, last week 2 well. million. I was 2.5 or 2.3 million. Last week, okay. I think. Hold on. Where can I check this? History. Game week history. Yeah, 2.5, 2.4, 2, 2 million. So a half million spaces nearly there last week. But uh, start, I was in game week 13, I was 4.1 million. Happy and then days. it's been pretty much green arrow since. It's a long way. Like when you're 4 long million, it's continue. a long way up. Uh, people, I think, make the observation that the lower down you are the easier it is to make ground but that's not always the case like last year I struggled and struggled for ages before I turned the corner I think you've turned the corner Carx I'm very happy for you I still have all my chips to play I have a chance chips are what I'm learning though are chips are no guarantee of points people kind of go oh I have this chip in my back pocket and I have yeah, this yeah. one in my front pocket and like I wasted two chips recently like they're no guarantee of points like yeah, but I think the wild card is the most dangerous, as I learned at the start of the season. You wild card thinking, I have a wild card. I'll use my wild card. Oh, deadly. And then you change your whole team and they're shit. So I'm not going to fall into that trap. But like using a kit for triple captain or free hit isn't going to do me too much damage. So should get something out of it. No, I'd obviously rather have them in my pockets, but... Well, wild card can be quite dangerous. Oh, the wild card is powerful. Like, Do you mean dangerous in a negative way? You can go the other way. Yeah, like you, you think you have to use it. And um, there's a third goal now. This is going to turn into a fucking riot. Um, like you have to use it. And then when do you use it and you make it balls of it? You take out all the players who are doing well and you bring in players you think are going to do well and then they don't. But yeah, hopefully tackle these uh, upcoming weeks with it. Yeah, so we're, we've United and Southampton on in the background. Uh, it's a bit different to the last couple of weeks when City were playing and we've loads of assets of only Bruno and whatever he does, it's not going to affect my rank either way, I don't think. Is that another, is that a Rashford assist? He has a goal as well. Looks yep. like it's his turn to haul. Uh, three goals, 
zero Bruno involvement at the minute. We'll come to that maybe in questions, but I don't know. He's in, in a little bit of a slump. Yeah, kind of a just an FPL slump, really. Like it's a bit strange. Yeah, he's he's playing okay, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll move on to my team if you're done. Um, whether it, it was pure skill or jam, uh, we'll let the listeners decide. But yeah, I got a uh, eighty-three points minus four, so seventy-nine. Um, game week rank of one hundred and fifty-six k. I halved my rank, so I went from about I think it was about twenty-seven k to 13k so i'm in a lovely position now loving fpl life i think last <laughs> week i was kind of in a little bit of a an fpl slump had fallen out of love I was just a bit bored by it all but there's nothing like an absolute jam bag of a week to get you going again <laughs> it's nearly it's nearly better when you fluke the points than if you like skillfully made two or three transfers and they all paid off when yeah i don't think i this rarely happens to me. Like I, I can't recall. I have a fairly good FPL memory, but I can't recall getting my vice captain to come in and kind of score as big as this week. And it wasn't even like ginormous, but it was pretty. It good. happened to me at once last season with, with De Bruyne. I think a lot of people got away with it one week with De Bruyne. I can't yeah. remember who it, it was to and from, but maybe Salah to De Bruyne. But yeah, I uh, captain Sterling. Uh, City were playing, it was it Sheffield United? They only won 1 0, but uh, it was like I think we'd all got a little bit comfortable and Pep had lulled us into a false sense of security. Like, I could nearly confidently pick nine or 10 City players the last three or four weeks. And I was like, this is easy now. Like, he's playing the same defense, he has to stick with them. Like, they're, I think, Ederson, Stones, Diaz, Cancelo mightn't have conceded a goal when all of them have played. So, like, how do you drop any of them? And then he goes and drops 50% of them. <laughs> uh, Stones and Cancelo dropped. Sterling dropped. And then watching that match, like, was absolutely, absolutely nerve-wracking. Because when it gets to, like, the 70th minute and you just expect Sterling to be waddling up the sidelines, you know, warming up, and you're like, okay, yeah. if I get 20 minutes out of my captain, I'll take it. And then it gets to the 80th minute. It gets to the 85th minute. And you're like... Don't want 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, would Pep really bring him on in the 88th minute? Surely, of course he like, would. You know? He'd do it and then he'd text you. <laughs> so yeah, I got lucky there. Sterling didn't play. My vice captain Salah came in and hauled for the first time in six or seven game weeks. So yeah, loving, loving FPL with, life. With a worldie. I also had a, yeah, it was a lovely goal actually. Uh, pure class. And uh, the first goal was just so, like if I was marking Salah, I mightn't be able to stop him, but I'd know what he was going to do. I just don't know how... <laughs> Defenders let him do I, that. I think uh, Cresswell, if you see, look, watch the replay, Cresswell knows the second it leaves Salah's boot, it's like Cresswell's going, no, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> it's just yeah, an absolute brain fart moment. I uh, I had the same kind of big hitters as you. I had Bamford with the 15 points. Leeds looked a lot better, so did he. Um, had Martinez. Martinez? Martinez? That sounded kind of funny. I had the Aston Villa goalkeeper 10 points and um, very lucky 10 points Southampton probably should have had a penalty they should yeah. have had a goal uh, just Aston Varla right now yeah. but yeah he's been a great signing on the wild card and I think it was game week 5 just big exponent of set and forget goalie and he's just in there now and he's doing the business um, I had Diaz yeah, he's, um, he's a great man to have at the price you got him like the 4.5 million keeper Definitely keeper for the season, like just no doubt. 
Yeah, and then I got Dallas off my bench as well, so an extra bit of a... Like, I, I was half joking. How points he get? He got a goal. Yeah, he got seven. Um, I was half joking when I said, like, it was a bit of skill. But, like, I... I don't know. I nearly would rather have Sterling and Cancelo started that game than get like seven points from Dallas and like Kufal off my bench for one point. Now I know I got lucky with the captain, but like Cancelo probably would have got a clean sheet minimum against them. Sterling, you never know. So like there's Cavani. Yes. There you go, Kirks. Did you captain him? No. No, I chickened out. I read a report that he wasn't going to play, so I didn't do it. Luke Shaw with the assist again. Um, he's. Quite I don't cheap. think you were uh, you were lucky in the fact that, like, who you picked or who you had the bench. I think it was just the fact that he didn't come on. You know, like the two boys stayed on the bench, which yeah. means you had the transfers. Like, like you're saying, a five minute Sterling cameo, and you're fucked. Fucks my week, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think. Obviously, a big element to look, but also I'm I'm clearly well set up. Like the fact that my squad can cope with that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, don't problem with the, the squad or the bench. I think it's just you need. It's just that hanging it on for the. Please don't come on. Please don't come on. Please don't come on. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that we got a, a big dose of pep roulette though as well. I kind of like choked on my own cough. <laughs> I like the randomness of it, and when when other oh, yeah, people get screwed yeah. by yeah. it more than me, it's it's always a big kind of equalizer and. Um, but yeah, anything else? We got uh, two shell relash now. Yeah, Jesus, looks like he's gonna be worse. Like <laughs> Anything else from that? So game we do week? Uh, game week twenty-two. No, we were that. That's like three game weeks ago, Andy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. yeah, quickly tell us what did you do for Where game week twenty-two and why? Seeing as the week is on. Like I said, continuity, and then we'll oh, move yeah. on to so, stuff that might help people. Game week 23. I had a look at my team a couple of days ago, so it was fine. I kind of had my captain set on someone's safe. I had my bench sorted so that if I fucked up anything or my internet went, it wasn't going to be a disaster. But I did forget about the deadline today, and I was in work, and someone texted. I was like, oh, crap, I never actually looked for a transfer. So went in <laughs> with five minutes to go, and I took out Chilwell and put in Pereira. Lester Pereira. God, no. Yep. I yeah, wonder how okay. that's going to work out. Well, Castagna's injured, so, so you'd think another, he's going to play at least. Yeah, I just opened up the fixtures and I said, I want Chilwell out. Who's a defender with a decent fixture or a couple of decent fixtures? And uh, Lester don't seem too bad. And exactly that, Castagna's injured. He should play. He might play a little bit further forward if he wants to rotate it around. Like the tree to back, um. So I was like, right, go double Leicester defense now, <laughs> yay. Um, but I have the Cavani goal, which is a decent start. It's the right guy with the goal. Yeah, and like, there's more in this game a, for him. Like you said, that could be a penalty. I think Although it is. I think it might be a penalty now as well. Yeah, and that'll be a Cavani assist. Um, but yeah, the listeners don't want to hear you. Uh, Scream like a little girl now as you uh, get points. Like Keep Cavani going. As well. That's all right. Going and assist. He's tough, Kirks, you know. Like a South American caveman. Sorry, actually, He'll be grand. It, does, it doesn't look like a too bad attack, actually. I think, oh, it's on top of his foot. Okay, should be all right, though. Sweep the leg. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much me for this week. Just the exact same team. Just I have a suit check and Antonio in. 
for, for Villa off the bench. Um, you know, City guys, two, two United guys. Phillips is a bit of a weird one. I still have him. Oh, he was so unlucky not to get the bloody clean sheet last week. Couldn't believe it. He was on for bonus points and everything. Yeah, but Kirk, you should never have him in your team. So like any kind of bad luck he that was... you get from them conceding a pointless consolation goal is outweighed by the fact that you shouldn't have him in your team. It could have been. I would have changed my FPL description on the Twitter account to like own Phillips in game week 22. <laughs> not Phillips. Uh, <laughs> that might be outside the box, that penalty, you know? Oh, well. Bruno, I'll just stick it in. You'll still get your assist, Kirks. Uh, you would usually be one of these mad bastards in the not point whatever percent of people who didn't captain Salah, but I don't think you are this week, are you? No, I, I thank God I actually ran out of time. So I made my transfer and uh, I was looking at the captains and I was kind of going, I fancy United to beat Southampton. I think I'm my captain Cavani and I just Googled the team news because it was about 24, 25 past four. And the first one I got was like the either Manchester Evening News or one of those ones, you know, the ones that always pops up straight away. And I was like, guess Marshall back in. I was like, ah, oh, even if it was 50 50, do I want to waste my captain if if he's going to be back in? So in the end, I didn't do it. But I ran out of time before I kind of gave it a second thought. Kirk, I wouldn't listen to any of that news. That All those kind of local papers, they're, it's like Willie at home working for the fucking Cara Chronicle or something, you know, writing absolute spoofery yeah. about Aston Villa like you said I just, just wanted somebody to, to it was more like a, what do you call that thing positive reinforcement what do you call it confirmation you bias you basically yeah I was basically looking for someone just to say Cavani starts and I would have done it Cavani <laughs> starts and gets a hat trick like yes I'll captain that's it done this one guy agrees with me that's all I wanted but I couldn't find it quick enough fair enough so you're happy enough so far for the the game week you're, this game week um, on paper looks good. Good fixtures. They're the ones that'll get you, though, I'm learning. <laughs> They'll get you. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot last week. Lovely game week. This week, looking at it, rolled my transfer. It's just, I had two great subs on the bench. I'm like, geez, what am I going to do? 40 points max. What did you see? It's always the way. As long um, as it's five more points than everybody else, don't care. Yeah, true. So yeah, this week for me... I just kind of said it. I rolled my transfer, so the team's in good shape. Uh, I'm kind of going to try and get in the habit, if I can, of rolling the transfer and having two for whenever we get a little bit more info on the double game week in 26. Um, like yep. I said, team's looking good. Uh, Brewster, third sub now. He's he's working a treat now, to be honest. You know, wasn't was never expecting any points out of him, but I've like a strong squad other than that. And uh, I think you've kind of found it hard not having an absolute fodder yeah. on your bench. Like you're kind of having even more bench decisions than me every week. And Two check last week. Oh. He's my MVP now, Kirk's this season. Rian Brewster. What a guy. <laughs> the, the greatest enabler of all time. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Captain Salah, like everybody else. I, I was saying to you in WhatsApp, I would not be shocked at all of uh, Salah Blanks this week and he's so heavily captained it would have been the perfect week to try somebody else I think Brighton are quite tight they've kept three clean sheets in a row the game before that was against Man City they only lost 1-0 at the Etihad uh, whatever they're doing is working I think you were saying like the keepers come in he's made a difference they're very defensively well set up um, 
And yeah. I, I don't they think Liverpool are going to hammer them. They struggle when they go down a goal, I think. or They don't seem to finish games off when they get caught. They're still a bit lightweight in that regard, but I actually they're very well set up for someone like Tottenham. They're like Tottenham's kryptonite in a way because being on the counter. So they like to play the bigger teams where they can see the ball, hit them on the counter, a bit of equality. Um, Tottenham like to bully then smaller teams, like say a Burnley will sit back and they can just like put two attacking fullbacks on. But Brighton are a weird one for them because Brighton will play football and come at Tottenham. But Tottenham are kind of expected to be the better team. And I think it puts them in a weird position and they can't deal with it. And last year, Brighton bet them 3-0 and they should have beaten them by two or three goals again um, the other night. Which is, I think it's a fascinating uh, thing. Mourinho can't seem to... I don't know. He, he seems to struggle with a crap team coming at him. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> like a plucky little fighter. Uh, you backed Brighton, did you? Were you saying you are going to back Brighton? I did, actually. I actually. You know what the weirdest thing was? I wanted to back the minus one, and it wasn't actually on the exchange, like uh, on the sportsbook. It's like nobody... was really weird. Nobody thought this could possibly be a bet. I could back uh, Tottenham plus one or plus two, though. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I... I, I I logged on like you maybe 10 minutes before the deadline. Right about score. And uh, some of my biggest mistakes last year were uh, five minutes, 10 minutes before the deadline, just stewing and stewing and then itchy trigger figure. And I'll like move my captaincy onto someone else. And I was, I've had my team set up all week. Captain on Salah after his brace, just the ownership, the, the effect of ownership was like, just leave it on him. But like I, I moved it to Sterling, I moved it to Fernandez and then, just kind of thought, just move oh, back, yeah, play it safe. Wasn't last week the highest captain's player in game history with Fernandez? I like read something like that. I can't remember like if it was three million captains history. or something. Yeah, it must have been in history, wasn't it? Yeah, and he blanked, of course. Salah could be quite similar. I know, it's, there's a lot more people playing it, so yeah, I was thinking maybe he'll beat him. Yeah, and then I thought. I'm not putting it on Sterling, even though Burnley's defensive stats are pretty poor the last few weeks. And uh, Sterling got a full rest the other day and City always beat Burnley 5-0. But I think I'm just, <laughs> where possible, I'm not going to back a non-penalty taker from now on. Or what about the midfielder thing? At the start of the season, you'd said you're never going to captain a, a striker. And I have. But yeah, I, I do try and it's stick to midfielders. good advice, I think. And it all, heard... and suddenly you're getting an extra point for your cleanie. Yeah, I just heard a guy last year who did really well talking about it on a podcast and I can't remember who it was. So maybe I should just say it's my own idea. But yeah, it does make a huge difference. You know, the extra point for a goal, clean sheet. You obviously do better on bonus depending on the results. But uh, yeah, I, I just like the idea that it all goes fucking arseways and uh, you get your clean sheet like a nil all. You get your clean sheet and you're your captain bonus. Like, so two points for doing nothing. Yeah, but extra. the team, team's well set up. And uh, my big decision, who would you have played this week between Dallas and Rafinha? They're both at home to Everton. It was at Everton, is it? Yeah. Uh, probably Dallas. Um, he seems to be fairly nailed, but he's um, out of position as well, isn't he? So Yeah, I went Dallas like in the end. The defender playing in midfield. I was, that, was a, so, that was my tough decision this week. Yeah, Dallas sheet, is playing in midfield. Good attacking score. You get points. Yeah, I just thought yeah, Rafinha so least, went off. It is a nil all or whatever. You pick up your. 
Yeah. yeah Rafinha's not a bad price anyway to be benching. It's not like you're good call. Yeah, I was just thinking just I like radio DJ panel here. I know a lot about muscular injuries, Kirks, and he went off with some sort of muscular injury in the last game against Leicester. I think you've had every muscular injury. I have, that's the thing. And Bielsa was kind of saying, oh yeah, his injury's not that bad. Like he's, he should be good to go. But I'm like, he could be good to start. But like when you have all these little niggles and you start, there's no guarantee you're going to make a pass like half an hour. And then all of a sudden I have a guy with one point and I'm like, uh, should have went for Dallas and his two points. Makes Maybe a difference. Joel, Joel to Chris Maddup. Yeah, Jesus. He has a different injury every week. It's not even the same one. He's a groin nickel. He's out for the rest of the season with ankle ligaments. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's all to do with compensation, isn't it? Really, like you're kind of running funny to kind of take the weight and the pressure off one injury, and you do an injury to another part of your body. I do it all the time. <laughs> the injury shuffle. But my physio always tells me it's always to do with your glutes. It always starts in the glutes. So if you get your glutes nice and big, you'll be all right. So. Uh, Sterling did yeah so yeah I've nothing else exciting for game week 22 it's hard to talk about it when it's Joe you know, it's happening right now and like I've only Bruno the the earlier matches anything of note for you Sheffield United 2 West Brom 1 and Wol- 9 man Arsenal lost 2-1 to Wolves did you have anyone in and about those games uh, holdings on my bench so no loss there it's at least one guy on my bench is the right call uh, who scored the Arsenal goal it was Pepe. Was Saka. Or Pepe. Pepe. Yeah, he's getting a few games now. Um, no, probably never really at all. Fucking Luis sent off again. Like, why is he even playing? <laughs> he is just a red card waiting to happen every time. I don't get it. I don't understand like how he's not He's not in China or fucking somewhere. They have two, a couple of decent center outs on the bench. Like your man, um, Mari and fucking Gabriel played there for a few weeks. And they were doing grand, like they kept clean sheets. And they both of them are gone. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and Louise will be oh, well. suspended now and they'll get another clean sheet and it'll be like, it makes perfect sense in our heads. Why can't uh, Arteta see it? But yeah, let's move on from David game. Louise has something on somebody. He's one of those players. He's not a bad player. Like, I just don't think he's a... I would never what rely age on you reckon him. he is now? 33 is a guess. He 33. Looks, is he? Yeah. He, he looks quite fresh faced, like. So I think you, I could have, like, you could have got away with 28, 29, but he just seems to have been around way too long for that. Yeah. He's at 33 now. He's still commanding a, a starting spot for Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, well. So we have to move on to another game week now. Unfortunately, yes. But uh, all my players are playing tomorrow. So tomorrow should be quite exciting, um, other than Bruno. So 10 players tomorrow. It's going to be. Um, what's the opposite of drip feeding? Not the usual kind of slow, painful FPL weeks. A, a deluge. That's a very good work. A deluge of <laughs> FPL points. Um, I don't even know how I know that word, to be honest. Climaxing in Liverpool versus Brighton with a hat-trick for Salah, which will make very little difference to any of our ranks. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? But it will uh, punish well, those people who didn't do it. The uh, Fernandez, Salas, those type of players like... It really doesn't matter what happens with them. just makes your score look a bit better. Yeah, what do you think of that? I think I ask you this every few weeks. But, like, it's starting to annoy me a little bit. Like, uh, I've always been a fan of the captain, Chip. I kind of think everyone's team gets 
gets to be the same like they get quite templated templatey after a while and the captaincy chip kind of adds a small bit of variance a little bit of a different element to the game but like I, there was one week there two weeks ago where i had sala bruno and uh kdb oh yeah an actual hard and, uh, choice to make i had none of them captained and i didn't want any of them to score because their uh effective ownership was so high it just seems a bit stupid in a game like this i'd love to see i think i said it before i'd love to see a captain cool down where if you pick a guy one week, you can't pick him for another three weeks. So you have to rotate your captain around. Um, and then you're planning what games you want your captain for. So you might like Salah for three weeks, but next week he's playing Brighton at home. So you want a captain then. And you have to be looking at the fixtures then to try plan something. I love oh, that idea. And I love the the snappy name, Captain Cooldown. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a really shit horse. <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. Have you emailed this idea to FPL Towers, no? I think at the end of the season, we'll just have to do like a how to improve FPL pod and then just like send it to them. Like we've been trying to grow the pod for so long, Kirks, and I know it's one of your ambitions to be like the Joe Rogan of FPL pods, but can you imagine you got a chip or like a, something named after you in FPL? It's like, yeah, have you listened to that, that guy on the Renegades? Yeah, a handful he of, yeah, handful he of invented listeners. the Captain Cooldown. <laughs> I mean, we must get a couple of followers if that happened. It'd Surely, like a, somebody would listen, at least one person. I would. There's a guy on uh, Twitter today, uh, the number one in the world. Now, I've no knowledge of who it is or haven't been following it, but he's number one in the world. And by all accounts, he's been there for over 10 weeks. So, obviously, doing very well. And it's not like flash in the pan, but he created a Twitter account. And all of a sudden, he has about a billion followers. Do you know? You're like, who is this guy? So all we have to do is get ourselves in the first position. If we could do that, it would be great, yeah. But I think inventing a Captain Cooldown is even more impressive because that's going to stick. That guy is mightn't be number one forever. Captain Cooldown will be around forever. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm just throwing shade at the poor number one in the world for no reason. <laughs> Don't even know who it is. Yeah. But how do we get into that captaincy? Yeah, I'd nearly like to scrap it or maybe, like you said, dilute it in a way or... Uh, update it dilute it's the wrong way i like that idea so i do even if it wasn't three weeks if you kind of just couldn't pick the same guy every week or had some yeah. sort of I just, I just like when people have to make decisions i think that's what makes the game good like when you can sit on a template team and finish in the top half million it just like what's the point that's most depressing thing about this at the end of the season there's this deadly team that would have finished in the top 100k and you're like why do i bother did you also have one which i like was if your vice captain comes into play, you get half the points. Was that you? It sounds like something you would yeah, make up. That, yeah, but uh, I, I said uh, reduced because if you say half, then it's the point how many captain. But like, yeah, half <laughs> yeah, those of points. Of course. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, or a penalty or something, minus, minus two points or something. But uh, yeah, just I like people making decisions and getting rewarded for their decisions, not a. Uh, sitting on templates or like you know getting getting stuff handed to them so whatever we open can do up a whole wor world of uh possible mistakes to be made which makes it good yeah more mistakes the better the more times you regret something then you know you're you're playing the game because we make no mistakes so we would benefit from that new format <laughs> and when we do we jam ourselves out of them <laughs> Except with your new chip that gives me half my captaincy points. So it's like, <laughs> we've turned your captain into a non-captain. Well done. 
Yeah, pick your non-captain. So yeah, let's move on to game week 23. Um, have you any plans for that? Are you looking at any transfers? Who's your captain going to be? And then I want to look at some of the fixtures because I think some of the fixtures are quite interesting from an FPL point of view. I think it looks like a tough yeah, week. It's, um, it is a tough week. I don't know if United at home to Everton or my other one is um, West Ham away to Fulham. Like They're kind of the only options I really have at the moment because I've got two Leicester, two United, two Liverpool, two City, two West Ham. Right, That's my team. Um, Bamford at home to Chris Paz off the bench. Yeah, that's a runner if he's fit. See how he gets on this game week. Uh, and then my, my transfer, I haven't actually, I haven't really identified any kind of, there's a couple of really nice games. Like, I wouldn't mind having a Chelsea player. I had Chilwell for one game. We can sold him straight away because I fucking Tuchel is, seems to be, um, he needs some sort of pep roulette nickname. Unbelievable. Like, the, the switch in players' information for the two games. Um, Chelsea player. Villa are playing Arsenal. I don't, I don't really fancy that. Spurs are playing West Brom at home. I don't know. I think I might just stay away from Spurs now. I feel better about myself. Um, that's really it, though, for me. Like, it's I'm going to avoid the Liverpool City players. I might even bench a couple of them. Um, probably assume it's a low-scoring game. I'll probably keep uh, Diaz in and Salah. It's a tricky one. It is. A I tricky think Antonio week. is my captain at the moment. Okay. Antonio or Bamford, we my, my two. Interesting. Uh, I'm kind of like you. It's all up in the air. And uh, having three weeks to kind of talk through when I haven't even got a half out of one of my players yet, it's kind of hard to know what's, you know, we can't react or you can't make any rage transfers or you can't, I don't know who's going to do what now in game week 22. So how do I properly plan? But on paper, it's looking really tricky, I think, because I have four players in the City Liverpool game. Like, do I half my risks? Do I drop one of Cancelo and Diaz? I find it hard to do do that. Like, that that could be a, a nervy kind of tense nil-nil. Uh, Cancelo, always liable to get an attack and return. Diaz is due a goal. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Would you split them up? Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely lean on the defenders, like keeping Diaz in and the midfielders that order because like you said a nil all you want to be picking up the points from both sides but like someone like Sterling's in my team now and to see how he gets on this week but like he's potential for the chop like I was kind of keeping him for to bring back in KDB but I might take a gamble on somebody with this week's transfer replace Sterling take a player out of the, the City Liverpool game and maybe go for uh, maybe a Chelsea player or something just even for one game week to see if I can make any gains yeah what I'm looking at I have two free transfers anyway um, I wouldn't mind decreasing my leads risk I have three players at the minute the, the last two weeks have been absolute gravy for me like they've all returned they've uh, you know shooting me up the ranks but like that can't happen forever and I wouldn't mind getting rid of one of them so Bamford, Rafinha and Dallas I think Bamford still is a season keeper we kind of deliberated getting rid of him last week and kind of thought Actually, he's only really blanked for two or three game weeks. And uh, the fixtures are okay coming up. Rafinha, I think, might be the one to go. Even though I think he looks very good. And you kind of pointed him out weeks and weeks ago, saying he looked, I think it was before he scored 
his first goal or after he scored his first goal, he looks like a really good player. And I don't think he'd be at Leeds in like five years time. The Leeds fans will hate me even more now, but he looks quality. But I think I'd rather keep Dallas. Like, you know, he's playing out of position. He's getting goals. Leeds are really weird. Like they have all the really poor defensive stats, but they, they still nick clean sheets every couple of games or every few games. Yeah, it is strange. Like they, they're actually quite solid every now and again. I actually think I need to get Dallas in. Like he's he's too low priced, playing in midfield for a team that gets the odd clean sheet. I think he's. I should have him already, to be honest. Rookie mistake, Kirks. Cavani just got taken off at halftime. Fuck off! Did he? Martial and the Beak man is on. Mm, it's pretty. It's pretty unlucky. You have to get a goal. Yeah, I'll take that. I suppose, but yeah, could have been a. A couple more minutes. Wait to see how Rashford that. or not Rashford. Marshall got a couple of goals here now against a fucking depleted Southampton, and he'd be the best player in the world again. Oh. I would have took off Rashford if I was Ole. Like he's got a few returns. I know he's not played FPL, but like, you know, give him a bit of a breather. He seems <laughs> to have had a bit of a niggling injury for weeks and weeks. Like let Cavani play himself into some form. Like leave him on. Uh, let him get who a was your player taking off? See, Cavani, see. I suppose, a bit older and he's played the 90 minutes the last day as well. I suppose it's the only... Um... I can see Bruno still running around, so it wasn't him. Tell you now. I can see Sauce was a Shaw. Oh, Shaw. Shaw was off. Oh, that's going to hurt owners because I think he's got a couple of attacking returns and you were probably already banking your clean sheet points and you're like... Looking for the cleanie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, game week 23. Oh, well. um, what are we talking about? We're talking about my leads, guys. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of Rafinha. I, I don't know who I'm going to captain. I think I want Jack Grealish okay. in. All right. He's near the top of my wish list because Villa, they look very good. They look solid. He seems to be involved in 50% of their goals and they still have those doubles somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, and he's the kind of guy, it seems like if I bring him in, I can just keep him. And he's still yeah, I had him pretty good value. To go. He just kind of a little bit up and down, but I suppose he's the main man when it comes to actually creating chances and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think he's probably due a red card for something. He's but... been he's been on four yellows for a long time, and uh, I'm not <laughs> the, the cutoff is pretty soon. I'm not sure if it's happened or if it was soon, but he's been After dodging that fifth yellow for a long time. Um, but yeah, I've two three transfers and three point seven million in the bank, like, and I don't know what to do with it. It's a weird season. I just I say it every week. I'm yeah. struggling to spend the money. It's weird because with Kane out and then no Aguero. Or even Jesus isn't really an option. There's no other really high-priced strikers you want to go after. Vardy's injured. Werner's not worked out. You can't pick between half the other ones, like you say, Giroud or Tammy. Like, who do you go with? Uh, who else is in there? Uh, Aubameyang's a midfielder and gone. Yeah. Lacazette, you wouldn't, really? No. It's like you were saying last week, though. Maybe yeah. Vardy will come back from his windpipe operation like a new horse. <laughs> WS1 but like I kind of tread carefully when it comes to players who've had an operation or been out for a few weeks but like he could be like a completely new man like do you know could have been way yeah because it's a a weird operation it's not like he he injured it yeah it could be actually an improvement but yeah maybe I think that's good I think if you have the money he's something to look at yeah, I have Bamford, like I said, I'm going to keep him. I've Calvert-Lewin. I think his last chance is this game week now. Who's he playing? Leeds. Leeds are, are shocking at defending set pieces. So Calvert-Lewin with his uh, 
Air Jordan leaps. If he doesn't get anything against them, I'm not keeping them for United. They're they're way uh, Old Trafford like at the weekend. So has he gotten any returns since he came back? No, he scored in the FA Cup, but no, and his stats have been pretty poor. I was comparing him and a few oh, okay. like priced forwards, just not seeing it at the minute. But yeah, let's move on a little bit from our own teams from game week 23 because I don't think we have much to add there. But let's do a bit of a Kirk's calling moments for some of the games coming up. It might help people with their <laughs> transfers or might help me with my transfers when I go to make them. So uh, we said there's a few interesting games. Um, start with Chelsea, which isn't one of the interesting ones, but obviously they've the new manager. They've started off quite well. Like they haven't conceded a goal in two games. They're keeping loads of possession. They look pretty tight. But is he going to be the new Pep or is he just kind of feeling out the team? Do you think there's any any options there? I, I don't follow the German league, but I mean, the reports are that he's, he loves an old formation, or the German league, Jesus, a, a German in PSG. Um, but formation changes, tactic changes are kind of like one of his things. He looks like and a you bit can of see a that already Kirk, in the two he? games. Oh, definitely. And like the players he's brought in for that second team, like when he played the three at the back, like it was actually a really interesting approach to the game because like he also said, Burnley are going to sit back. I'm just going to attack these guys. It, two ma- really wide players, two really wide attacking players in Alonso and Hudson-Odoi. Pretty much two up front with Werner and Tammy mounting behind. It was like a whole line of people just at Burnley's defence, like, which is probably the best way to play Burnley. Um, like just fucking beat them into submission. Um <laughs> But it was completely different to his first lineup. And like, who saw Alonso coming back in from like nowhere? Uh, or Hudson Odoi playing right wing back? Um, in his first game, I think we were saying last week, uh, he'll come in and he'll he'll drop players. Like the first game back, he dropped Mount. Tammy just scored a hat trick. Reese was dropped. In comes fucking Dave, Jorginho, Giroud. Like it was quite a swap around. Um, and Alonso, I can't believe that was a uh, like right out of cold and Chilwell on the bench. Yeah, I would never have called the Alonso one like completely out of the dark. Um, and he did what Alonso does pop up in the him. box with a with some goal, lovely finish. Yeah, no, he's he's I mean, if you go back to Conte and his wing back system, he did really, really well. He was FBL gold, still a brutal defender, but um. I don't know. Will he stick with that formation against Spurs? I'd, I wouldn't mind having a Chelsea player right now. I think they're going to be a bit fresher. They've definitely got a really good squad. They're going to beat teams, um, especially if they're playing that attacking. But who the hell do you get? Yeah, I'm the same opinion. They're kind of wait and see for me, even though I'd love to get on. Like Pulisic looked very dangerous when he came on. He got the assist. Um, but yeah, probably wait and see. I loved owning... A, like you said, Dave Azbilicueta a few years ago when he played right centre-back and he had that big diagonal. It was usually to Murata of all people and they seemed to link up, but he got a rake of assists and he's all, he'll always pop up for three or four goals in the box if he's playing regularly, but I think he's about 5.6 million. He's a bit, he's a bit expensive and he's not very sexy, I don't think. like He's not a marauding wing-back. He's 40, or, 47 as well. He got his goal the last set up. Yeah, nice finish as well. But yeah, Chelsea, wait and see for me. Um, we'll talk about the big one. We kind of mentioned it briefly. Title decider, maybe some would say. Uh, it's a big departure from last week when we were getting questions about Man United winning the league. 
and all of a sudden they're out of it and it's pool and city again um i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to an old pod where people are talking about spurs winning the league I was having none of it. I want to make sure I didn't budge on it. <laughs> get some get some sound bites. I think it's safe to say you didn't. I don't think you ever came around to Spurs. You even gave Everton credit at the start of the season. But yeah. uh so pity they got injured the injuries they really knocked them for six. Is uh Shea oh. Adams still knocking around in people's teams? He just scored. Is he? I don't know. Maybe just legacy like people who have had other problems and never really got around to getting rid of him. But uh, oh, what a sloppy goal to give away. Are they barring his kneecap? Yeah, I don't think many people have United defenders anyway, so even that clean sheet going isn't going to do us too much good. Might if, be if this is given as an offside, it'd be ridiculous. It's literally two kneecaps. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. But yeah, Liverpool City, uh, FPL aside, how's that going to go? Like, Who's going to win? It's at Anfield. I'd say it'd be quite... I'd imagine it'd be nil all, to be honest. I think Pep would be happy enough to go there at Anfield and take a nil all. I mean, I don't think he's going to play for nil all. Like he'll, he'll probably set up quite solidly. Um, he'll bring back in the guys, Stones, Cancelo, Raz will all come back in, I think. But I don't think he'd be upset leaving Anfield with a with a draw. Um, okay. I think Liverpool have to win it though. After having that bad run where they dropped off the pace, I think there may be more incentive to actually go out and close the gap. Um, that's not an easy thing to do though you can't just go at City and hope like and beat them like you, the more you attack City the more you leave yourself open as well so um, I think we cagey enough Liverpool won't want to lose like they did was it last season or the season before the 4-0 whatever it was um, that's the last thing they need especially if they decide to either blood one of the new centre halves or uh, play Phillips like, that's the last thing they need is a feckin' hammering so I, I think we cagey we'd be low scoring nil all me too uh Captain off the table, you wouldn't captain anyone in that game, would you? Captain or defender, maybe. I, I, I still think Diaz is, is going to get a goal in the next couple of weeks, um, and this would be the, the typical time where he gets one. You know, they score from a corner, one nil, beat Liverpool away. Wouldn't be put off it. I think he's probably going to get a clean sheet. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I've got better options with Antonio and Bamford. So, and would you bench any players from the team? So if you had, obviously you're not going to bench the likes of Salah, but if you had like a Trent or a Robertson or Cancelo or Diaz or all of the above, would you, like I said, would you split the risk and bench one of them? Or I can't do that. I can't bench anyone that costs that kind of money. I think I'll, I'd sell Raz maybe. Um, if I did sell him. Uh, I'd say I've got three. I'd probably bench Foden uh, or Raz if I had to. I don't think I'd play all three of them. And... Salah as well. It's just so many players tied up in potentially a kind of a nil all. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, before you go selling your city assets, there's a, I don't know if it's confirmed or if it's just, it's very, very likely and it's been inadvertently com- confirmed that a uh, city look like they have a double in 24. Yeah. So would you be selling the likes of Sterling? before that or does it even matter like is he going to play one and maybe be benched for the other it looks like it's going to be City against Spurs and Everton um, yeah they're playing in the cup as well aren't they yeah so City play Swans. Have a, they'll have a game is it tomorrow they're playing oh Thursday they're playing isn't it and then Sunday then the cup then the game week again Like so you're, you are playing Pep Roulette um, I think I have the moment I have 
Foden and Sterling, which I think is a decent rotation, rotating too, because I think he's plays both of them on wide left now. Um, so I think if one doesn't play, I think the other one will. Uh, that could be a case for keeping Sterling, but I actually would bench one of them if I don't sell Sterling. Okay. If I can decide which one it is. Or even start one, put the other one as, on the bench and just hope the other one doesn't get 90 minutes. That's fair enough. So we'll move on to another game. There's only two or three that are of any interest to me, really. But uh, next one, say Leeds Crystal Palace. How do you think that's going to go? Because I have three Leeds players. I could go any which way. That could be fucking 4 0 to Palace, 4 0 to Leeds, 4 all. Nil all. <laughs> Do you remember, it was a Palace beat somebody 4 0 there. Yeah. I think Palace I bet Leeds 4 like 1. Pick someone that. I... Earlier in the season. Oh, that was them, was it? A couple of weeks yeah. ago. No, it was they, uh, Palace they just, beat somebody. Yeah, they just battered Leeds on the break. They just totally. And I wasn't expecting it because obviously Leeds are kind of prone to being done on the break, but like Palace are quite negative, really. Like, you know, Zaha might get the odd counter breaking situation in a game but they never really overrun anyone and kind of put four goals past them but they did here um, yeah, yeah I, I they, think I'd play all of my leads I bet Leeds 4-1 yeah I think I'd play all my Leeds players um, in that game all oh if you're, if you're picking a side and you've got three Leeds players yeah definitely I wouldn't be playing any Chris Palace players with three lads on your team you're you, all in for Leeds would you bench a Leeds guy though depends who, who you coming off the bench probably like Kufal or someone or yeah. Uh, West Ham Villa. West oh, no, that's Fulham. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, that's definitely. I'd have Kufal ahead of um, Rafinha, maybe, or Dallas. For that. Tricky, though, because, like, you know, it's like it goes 4 0 leads and Rafinha's having a field day and he's setting up Banford for three goals. You know, I just think that's a very hard game to call. They're, like, Zaha, easy um, on the Palace side as well, could take you apart. They don't do it a lot, which is just why it's so difficult to call it yeah that's fair enough United and Everton United kind of bet Everton oh. fairly comfortably in the the opposite game at Goodison Park Bruno got did he get two goals and assist that was one of his last sparkling performances that I can remember because he like he does get points but like he was very good in that game United Everton who's going to win that United will win that at home Everton uh, very disappointing have... at the weekend yeah, they're, they're very. They actually had a very good run of results, but I think they're kind of one nils and like you know whatever. But United at home against Everton, it's one of those games. I always think there's some people like United struggle against. I don't think Everton is one of them. I think West Ham is one of them. Those kind of one of those kind of teams. That's fair enough. Away. That's a very discriminatory comment. It's Everton at at Old Trafford. Of course, they'll beat them. Yeah, I probably give give, give Burnley more of a more of a hope or someone like that to frustrate them and beat them on the counter. I don't know whatever they're going to do to beat them. I don't think they'll defend deep enough to frustrate them or attack well enough to beat them. I think it'll be like a two 0 United win. Yeah, they're just so unreliable. So they are like, who would have ever like people brought in DCL and Dina and stuff in their hordes against Newcastle. Newcastle were on the worst run ever. Can't buy a goal. Can't defend. Can't do anything. Can't do anything that Newcastle have done in years gone by to survive. And then they just do them on the break. And they were probably the better team. Like Everton weren't even very good. I backed Newcastle. Um, but I had it in one of my stupid. I had it in one of my stupid accumulators. 
Yeah. And uh, the team that let me down was West Brom Fulham. I needed uh, Fulham to win. Oh, unbelievable. Before we move on from Game Week 23 altogether, let's talk about your favourite FPL team, Kirks. The mighty Arsenal. Villa at home to <laughs> Arsenal. How do you see that one going in terms of um, the game and FPL? I think it's a, it's a good game. Um, interesting game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if either team can come out and like maybe win a 2 or 3 nil. Uh, I'd hope Arsenal maybe show Villa a little bit more respect than they did last time. Like, I think they they do have to be wary that Villa are quite good in the counter. Um, I think Arsenal have enough to beat them if they play the right way. But I suppose I could see a I could see a sneaky uh, Villa one 0 or something with a Grealish kind of assist Watkins goal kind of thing going on. But a good game though. Actually, I might want I might watch that one. Um, be interesting at least. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I I kind of fancy Villa in that one, just especially with Leno. Haven't got sent off. He'll be missing. Maddie Ryan might come in. I don't know if it's going to be him or that Swedish goalie that sounds like the mascot that they fired. <laughs> Runnerson. Runnerson. Yeah. Runner Gunner Runnerson Rex or whatever. He was doing on the bench today, and he came off. He came on when he got sent off. So I, I would hope it's not Maddie Ryan. Yeah, he's didn't have a great start to the season at Brighton. I think Villa would be happy to see him in the sticks. Yeah, I just think. I think Villa are good, like they're good at what they do. And the only kind of way they drop points lately or kind of throw away situations is through my favourite centre half, Tyrone Mings, who gives up <laughs> at least one big chance a game through doing something stupid. Yeah, I think you just can't underestimate them. I, I think they maybe people will start to realise Villa are a good team. Villa can hurt you on the on the counter. Don't let Grealish have the ball around the box. But I think it's about a bit of respect. If Arsenal identify that and say, look, lads, these guys aren't the, the relegation fodder maybe we thought they were at the start of the season, um, I think they, they could put together a game plan to beat them. But Arsenal are likely to show up and do nothing as well. And Villa have it in them to get the goal, even without um, much possession or, you know, having put two passes together. Yeah, I quite fancy Villa in that game. So if I had the likes of a Watkins or a Grealish, I'd be quite happy with that. Uh, I do have Martinez. I, I, you know, with Villa, I'm never really confident that they're going to keep a clean sheet, even though they do keep quite a few. I think when they keep clean sheets, Martinez is playing out of a skin or they're getting lucky through VAR. Or, uh, there's not many matches where they're just like really comfortable, I don't think. Even though their defence is good well, on paper. Who do you think like, favourite for the game? I'd say the bookies will still have Arsenal slight favourites. Nope. No. Villa, 2.3. Arsenal, 2.8. Okay. How it's, the, it's interesting, I think. Yeah. How the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it should be close enough, I'd say. With Villa at home, I suppose. I was expecting it to be pretty close. But um, ah, I love backing against Villa. But I also uh, Arsenal at 2.8 is, isn't bad. I just got a horrible thought there. Willie, if he ever listens to our pod again, is at home getting off on us, talking Villa up. <laughs> horrible little man that he is. I think it's safe to say he's not listening to this. Yeah. He's too busy. He's too busy. <laughs> we, won't get, we won't even get into why that's funny. Um, <laughs> it'll just be a, the ultimate character assassination. So yeah, uh, I'm happy to move on from game week 23, unless you want to talk about any other match or player or 
Um, Any other element of I'll that? Ju- just say back West Brom to beat Spurs. Um, I think probably, uh, probably, Big probably Sam is uh, not the team that Jose will want to be playing now next, especially without Harry Kane, the way they're going to set Definitely. up. I think that's what I was saying earlier on about Brighton. I just think he has such a problem now about getting attacking teams he's meant to be beaten. I just I love to see um, West Brom just pumping the ball up into the box and like just Spurs panicking a little bit. Fair enough. So there you go. Our uh, tip of the week is put all of your money on West Brom to beat Spurs. <laughs> and, uh, Minus one. We'll be shutting down or renaming this podcast next week when we get a load of complaints of people losing their money and their homes and their family kirks because we don't come down gambling on this podcast don't bet there we go your entire life savings on it half yes. of your life savings is enough there we go we just got to get that disclaimer out of the way so yeah without further ado let's move on to question time usually my favorite time of the week but i'm indifferent to it this week Let's just get it out of the way, Kirks. Move on with our lives. Just so you know, West Brom are 9.5 to beat them. Are they? Yep. That's a bit of a crazy <laughs> price now because, like you said, Spurs find it hard to break down these kind of teams. Uh, Mateus Pereira is playing out of his skin. Do you know, good few goals and assists lately. Uh, it's more the price than anything else. It's not that I think West Brom are any good. Are good but... That's value. Uh, I would like to retract my comment about us being against gambling and that is value so it is <laughs> <laughs> right quickly questions if you like a speculative right. punt <laughs> jump on yeah questions um first question comes in from a friend of the show actually kirks i'm gonna bump him up to a good friend of the show gary i think it's gary warwood i don't know if it's gary warwood or gary horwood how would you pronounce w-h-o-r wood War or whore? War. <laughs> war. War. But yeah, we're going to put him up war. to good friend of the show. He asks questions fairly regularly. And like before I even read it, I would have been able to envision his avatar. I know it's a man running into a cave. I don't know why he's running into a cave, but he's running into a cave. So yeah, the question. And I like this question. Is FPL fun? You wouldn't think so for all the ranting and complaining that goes on all the time. Uh, all the ranting and complaining that goes on on Twitter. I presume that's what he means, but I think it's really Twi- interesting. Is it I think fun? the answer the answer to this question is Twitter is a cesspool. Get off Twitter. <laughs> and join our new WhatsApp group. <laughs> the anti-Twitter yeah. page. Um, um, I don't actually see any of the given out. I, I don't read Twitter or anything, so I'd usually just be watching it for my own points um to you and then chat to a couple of lads i'm in a league with um obviously there's a lot of joking about pep roulette and sterling not starting the last day but i don't generally see all the the crap about like the worst teams and the worst decisions and all this shit so for me it's still fun because i'm kind of just in a league with my mates and doing this shit i don't even listen to our own pod i just come on here and talk to you about fpl so i'm still happy enough <laughs> yeah i you won't believe this now it's kind of it's all gone to shit like our ex-co-host Willie doesn't even listen to it you never listen to it but it's kind of like you don't listen to your own pod I've stopped listening to it Kirks I think that's the final <laughs> nail in the heart of our podcast I just can't be li- I just well, can't why be would I listen to, to it? it I've been here for the whole thing <laughs> you're not curious no I was always curious to see how it sounded but now it's like eh. you know 
I just ask you. Now, obviously, I have to edit it, so I listen to it that way. So maybe I was over listening to it, you know. And now I get my uh, my fill. Yeah, I just ask you after you edit it. What did it sound like? Yeah, and it's always the same. Yeah, that's grand enough. It was grand. But Kirk's going back to Gary's question. Do you find FPL fun? Like, if you take away the groups and the banter and all that, just the actual, I'm going to say, art of playing the game. Like, is it fun for you? Yeah, especially this I, season. I, I do enjoy these kind of games, though. Like things with misery and sitting there looking at. Yeah, love misery, miserable prick. <laughs> like, is FPL yeah, fun no, I, when you're not doing well? I don't think it is. I, I'd still, I'd still play it, and I would still like look at stats and numbers and goal scored i'd kind of be looking at those things a little bit anyway just like i wouldn't gamble that much i could have a euro on maybe an accumulator at, at the weekend that kind of crap but i would still look to see who's playing well who's in good form i mean i'm just doing it anyway because i like watching the football so yeah yeah i i like playing it anyway i wouldn't do it otherwise okay here's my my thoughts on it i was sitting at home thinking about this and i did like i said i thought it was a fairly deep philosophical question now kirk's like, is it actually fun? And I was like, do I enjoy FPL? And I'm thinking of, I think that's a penalty, is it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm thinking, giving out every week on the pod about the drip feed of games. It's actually and, a dive. Oh, is it? Sure, we'll see what Far says. And I was thinking, do I enjoy FPL on a week-to-week basis? If I take out, I enjoy doing the pod and I love kind of breaking things down and laughing at stuff and I enjoy slagging our mates and all that. But like, F- I think FPL, when you're not having a good game week, just isn't fun. Like, you're kind of stressing on your players getting points. You're uh, stressing about missed points. You're like, oh, that guy missed a tap in there. This guy got a yellow card. This guy did this. If this had happened, I would have jumped up X amount of places. Like, as far as hobbies go, I think it's only really fun when you're doing well. Well, I was four million in the world. and I, Like, that's the definition of doing shit, isn't it? I still playing every week, still enjoyed it. I don't think I've gave out too much. Of course, if I put a fly on the wall in your house, say, at a weekend when you're having a terrible game week, I can't imagine you're having great fun, like sitting in your house, looking at your telly. Yeah, yeah, but like the fun isn't like always like sitting there watching every single game looking for points. Like the fun isn't in making the decisions and getting the scores at the end. I don't, I don't think I watched 90 minutes of all games on my weekend is ruined because I didn't get a point. Yeah. Like if you compare it, like I said, to another hobby, let's go down uh, Gary's lane because he appears to be a runner. Like if I go out to do a 5K and I'm like, right, I'm going to beat my 5K personal best here. And I do my run. Are you going to tell me running is fun? No, I do my run. I I slightly miss beating my PB. I'm still going to come home and I'm still going to feel good and I probably will have enjoyed it. Like I'll have got my exercise. I'll have listened to music. I'll have seen some scenery. I've been out and about like... At the end of it, I'm still going to be happy that I did it. At the end of a really bad FPL game week, I can't say that I've had fun until we start looking at the stats so, and we start this, laughing. And this is a really bad example. Like running, <laughs> least enjoyable thing in the entire world. Erkirks, if we ever get back to playing five aside, and you have one of your uh, world famous weeks where absolutely nothing goes right. But like, you know, you've got into good positions, you've got a few <laughs> shots off. Like, you'll still enjoy the Smacking exercise the ball bit. off my face. You'll still enjoy oh, yeah, bits yeah. of it, even though but you that's... mightn't have had the best game ever. I just don't think you get that in FPL. Is that not proving my point? 
Oh, well, I get that in FPL. I don't mind having a bad week. I can laugh about it. Uh, when that, that time I finished like 7 million in the world, that was hilarious. I came on here and we went, how was your game week? And I just pissed myself laughing. It was actually very funny. Like That's it was, days it was an later. incredibly bad game week. I don't know. And I think we're quite balanced people. Oh, at the time. To FPL. Um, I think we're able if to... If Martial doesn't get booked for diving here, it's a fucking shocking. <laughs> Come on, give the penalty. I'm not biased. I'm not biased at all. Kirk, get back to the question. Come on. Back to the question. We're going to move on. I enjoy it. But I'm quite curious. I don't believe you because I think as that 7 million week is happening, you're not enjoying it until you do a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my God. Penalty and red card. He got clipped, Kirk. He pulled his foot out. Let's do this after the pod. Let's do this after the pod. (laughs) But anyway, I think... FPL is fun, Kirk, so I'm just going to break and agree with you then. Yes, I win. Yeah, I think I think it's fun for some people, and for some people it's not fun unless they're doing well, which makes it quite tricky. We enjoy it, but we have kind of other elements to it, do you know? <laughs> Benrack is now saying to the ref, uh, Marshall admitted to me he dived or something. He's just like, go talk to him. <laughs> Kirk, so you just hate Martial too much. Uh, look, I'm not being biased. You can tell this is dragging on for the last 10 minutes. He still hasn't walked off the field. But Gary, I'm quite curious now. Gary, Huarwood, we've decided it is. It's fun. Um, if you've listened to the pod, Huarwood. I'd be quite interested for you to come back and let me know, do you find FPL fun? Because I know he's quite a anti-people ranting and moaning on Twitter as well, Kirk's like yourself. Do you enjoy the game? So we'll move on to the next question, which is quite a, a good segue. It comes in from Paulie, another very good friend, friend of the show. Should I just give up? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, like, I'm pers- not pandering to you. One last person that I have to try catch up with. If you could, <laughs> if you could maybe make like a, a hundred transfer fucking deduction as well on your way out, that'd be great. Yeah, but ah, should never just give up. I don't even think he's doing too badly. Um, High variance game, etc., etc. We've nearly a second half of the season to go. I'm sure you have some chips left to use. Loads of time to make ground. I presume Polly's after having a bad week or two. Um, Quit. Pack it in. Can you delete your team, like so that my I automatically go up one space? I think your team can oh. get deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Disqualify yourself. Just say something racist on Twitter. And, um, <laughs> Jesus. You'll get disqualified. <laughs> You get taken out of the league. I'll move up a spot. We're grand. There you go, Paul. Uh, it's like a, an angel and a devil on your shoulder. You choose which <laughs> one you want to listen to. Um, next question comes in from, I was going to say best friend of the show, Luke Farrell, but we haven't really heard from him. I was going to demote that that man down maybe a few few levels, but no, I won't. He, he got a question in just on time, so... Still and still best friend of the show, Luke Farrell. What's the strategy taking a minus four? I generally never do it, but had so many injuries in game week 21, I thought, feck it. It didn't work out for me at all. I think we answered this question at least once a season for Luke. (laughs) Uh, I avoid minus fours like the plague, but this season I've taken more than ever. And it's just because so many players on the bench, like, what was that week a couple weeks ago? Someone got injured. Someone was suspended. Someone else was COVIDed or whatever. Just had to take a four. It's just, you know, if you can get it to work, it's fine. Because 
it's just when you do the willy nilly and you're taking out players, even though you had somebody who could play, you're trying to claw back a fair few points um, without even kicking the ball. Yeah, exactly. They're the ones that will kill you when the guy you're taking out, there's nothing wrong with him. He's going to play. And if they get a goal or an assist, you kind of need at least two returns to make it worth your while. And uh, now there's Tony Martial again. Kirk's hauling off the bench. You're not going to like that. But uh, there's, like there's probably a few little kind of golden rules when it takes to when it comes to taking a minus four that you could probably explain to Luke Kirk's like if you're going to captain that player if you think they're the best captaincy option I'd happily take a minus four if the guy you're taking out isn't going to play so they're not even getting a base two points they're getting zero so this week I did a minus four I took out two players that didn't play at all I took out Kyle Walker Peters and I took out Vardy yeah, and, uh, so got at least me... you're not starting from um, a, po- a place where those, one of those guys picks up four points. That's a minus eight point difference. Like At least you're starting with the minus four and you know it can't get any worse. Yeah, so I brought in DCL who did nothing and I brought in Diaz who got eight points. So I got 10 points, but like, what's that? A net six, but the other guys didn't play and there was never any danger of them playing. So I never had that fear of, you know, what if he does this? What do I need to do to make that successful? Poor Ralph. On the end of another absolute hammering after an early red card. But yeah, uh, they, don't re- they don't deal with the red cards too well, do they? No, they don't know how to lock it down. But uh, that was the makings of them the last time. So maybe they'll go on an absolute brilliant yeah. run now. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that for the next fucking four weeks. There's certain situations where you can totally justify a minus four. Definitely wouldn't do it willy-nilly. So if you're taking out players that have okay fixtures or might do something on paper, I wouldn't. It's hard to judge like I, I'm like Kirk's usually I wouldn't but last week I did the week before actually I did another minus four because I thought the the upside of it was pretty big like so I brought in Cancelo and Sterling and they got me 28 points and again I took out a guy who wasn't going to play so yeah that was obviously it's massive and everything went my way but there is definitely spots where you can take a minus four and it's worth it all right Kirk's anything you want to add to that nope that is correct. All right. And you're on report, Luke. You're not going to be the best friend forever. <laughs> Cards marked. Yeah. Okay. And the final question comes in from another very good friend of the show. One of your good friends, Kirk's FPL Rogue. Uh, o- Mr. Rogue. An OG listener of the show. Antonio Bamford DCL Ings. Remove one of the above and why? Antonio, Bamford, shit. DCL, and Ings. DCL. I have Antonio. I have Bamford. I don't mind Ings. He's probably should have got that goal against Villa. He's only back from injury. Uh, maybe fi- on fixtures, it'd be between Ings and DCL anyway for me. Okay. Um, we'll go into a little bit more detail because we're like pretending to be a good podcast, but I probably agree with you there in some respect. But uh, just say I test, I think Antonio always looks the most dangerous and is the scariest to me in the last few weeks as a non-owner. Um, he could have absolutely hauled in the game before the pool match there. He hit the post twice, missed from point blank. He got a couple of goals over the double game week. He just he just fits the West Ham system very well. Like they, So much when he's up front compared to the likes of Haller when he was there. Just runs teams ragged. Gets into good positions. I think he might be on penalties when Noble's not playing. Um, 
Bamford. Bamford would have been on the chopping block if he didn't have that nice performance at the weekend against Leicester. But again, he hauled there. He's okay. Fixtures coming up, and I think Leeds are the only. Yeah, I think Leeds are the only confirmed team to not have a blank in twenty nine. So if you're playing the long game, might be worth keeping him. Always play the long game, Andy. Yeah, so it'd be between Ings and Calvert-Lewin for me. Southampton have gone a little bit off the boil, uh, not just in this game, which <laughs> is a bit of a... They just got lost 9-0. <laughs> yeah, this game, which is a bit of a freak. Um, but yeah, between them, I never like owning Calvert-Lewin. Said it last week. No. I'm not going to bring him in. I hate the drip feed of points he gives you. Like, he'll get you a goal and show six points and maximum like that's a ceiling really he hasn't really done anything since I think he hauled against Fulham weeks and weeks and weeks ago but yeah from a stats point of view in the last five game weeks Calvert-Lewin's had five shots two on target you know an xg of 0.42 statistically he's by far the worst eye test I think he's the worst Everton are the worst (laughs) and like Antonio's xg in that time is 2.32 his XA is 1.38. Like, that's massive. Like, Calvert-Lewin's XA is 0.22. So he's not even getting Involved, 0.7 yeah. XGI, whereas Antonio's stats are through the roof. Bamford, XG of 1.77, XA of 1.56. Now, the other day, really boosted that with his two assists. And then even Ings, who's been quite quiet, XG of 0.72, XA of 1.15. So they all kind of seem a lot more creative than him. Am I right in saying they're all they're all on penalties? Calvert Lewin isn't. Yeah, be him for me. Even though he has a double now in twenty four, we're pretty sure. Double twenty four, probably pretty, a double in twenty six. Pretty long winded way of answering answering the question. <laughs> who do you yeah. who pick out of them? DCL Andy. Ten minutes later, DCL. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna read out words and numbers for ten minutes. But like I said, Kirk, we've got to pretend we did some work. That brings us to the end of the questions. Have you got any questions for me? Um, uh, did you admit that you jam bagged it or was that still 50-50? We'll go 60-40 jammed it. Okay, well, we'll take it. Okay, and I think I deserved it. As someone who's never really got that vice captain haul off the bench, Kind of points. Well, he wasn't even off the bench, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, so I can confirm yeah. the internet okay, we'll problems 60, 40, and you deserved it. are all mine. I think Zoom yeah. is telling me my internet connection is unstable now. Okay, sure. Look, a bit of editing will be grand. And sure, Kirk, so if that's all that's unstable, we're all right. So we are, you know, FPL is fun. The whole thing is just warble. It is another rambling I pod. Like FPL. I think it's our uh, it's our new style, Kirk. So we just come on. We don't do any prep. We make it up as we go along, and four people listen. I'm good with that. Look, I'm good with that too. I actually get to watch the football and talk about FPL. I'd probably be in work otherwise. Yeah, I think uh, this new format is kind of catching us out, though. Like you said, the three game weeks in one pod is showing what little prep that we've done when we're trying to. Talk about the week gone by, the week that's happening, and the week ahead. I'm not able for that. Yeah, but like nobody is. How could you do a podcast in the middle of like three game weeks? It's been happening for the last couple of weeks as well, probably since before Christmas. Like, I don't, what are other podcasts doing with 
games on Tuesdays and fucking. I couldn't tell you, Kirk. And Just on that revelation, like job you have to do. Think we need to wrap it up. So we'll leave it oh, there. We're still recording. <laughs> that is <laughs> ah, hilarious. That could have been some serious editing job. Now, if you had a dropped one of your fun properly some, something bombs, I don't even know what kind of bomb. <laughs> could say anything. You could. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Anyway, that's I think it's season three, episode fourteen in the bag, Kirks. If you did stick with us this far, thanks for listening. Really FPL Renegades. Check us out on at Renegades FPL on Twitter. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you find your podcast. And you can also give five stars anywhere you can give five stars for podcasts. You can also revolute me money. <laughs> sure. Kirk, you're the mystery man. For them to revolute you, you're going to have to give out your phone number, possibly your name. <laughs> for money, I might do it. Cool. So we'll leave it there anyway. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good night.